This episode of the 501st Cast is dedicated to Sean East, TX-5525, Commanding Officer of Dubac Ridge Garrison, who passed away on February 9th. Gerardo Big Trooper Fernandez, DZ-7092, of Skull Garrison, who passed away on February 24th. And Mercedes Rentas Gelabert, DZ-11927, of Star Garrison's Imperial Rough Rider Squad, who passed away on March 3rd. She would have turned 92 this year. They all have places of honor in our Hall of Eternal Legionnaires. We found a computer outlet, sir. Plug in. You should be able to interpret the entire Imperial network. You are listening to the 501st Cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion, Lucasfilm's preferred Imperial costuming organization. Stay tuned to global news from the front lines of the Empire as the men and women of Vader's Fist celebrate decades of promoting Star Wars, honing the art of costumes and props, and contributing to the community through charity and volunteer work. And here are your hosts. Take it away, troopers. Copy that. Welcome back to the 501st Cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion, Vader's Fist. This is episode 115 for March 2019, and here are your hosts, myself, Marcus TK14057. This is Nikki, DZ8397. I'm Joe, SL, and TI12743. And this is Todd, TBTI10078. Welcome to the 501st Cast. Welcome. Welcome. All right, we got some big numbers coming up here. The 501st Legion is currently at 13,493 members with 27,175 approved costumes in the Legion. We've now officially passed the two costumes for every one member average we had going for the longest time. Our newest member listed on 501st.com at the time of recording is Christopher Robinson, TI30772, a new reserve TIE pilot for Mid-South Garrison's Moss Nuga squad, uh, which is totally coincidental, I can assure you. Um, Todd, I'm from the Mid-South Garrison, um, so this is quite the honor reading this here, and uh, hopefully there will be many more coming in the next weeks and months. In this episode, invade uh, we invade a chocolate expo, we brave chili polar plunges, we visit hospitals, we recognize Cub Scout achievements, and we increase the hype for Star Wars Celebration Chicago. Stay tuned. Recent news. Since our last episode, we've concluded another election season within the 501st Legion. Our new Legion commander is Stefan Symbolista, TK978 from Belgian Garrison. He is our first non-US LCO, so that's a nice little milestone. His executive officer is Carl Goering, TB1292 from Star Garrison. You can find the full listing of all the new Legion-level staff at 501st.com slash members slash legionofficers.php. Congratulations to all the new and returning members of Legion Command and all of our garrison, outposts, squads, and detachments. Since our new Legion membership team was just getting into place last week, we have just a couple of new entries to our costume reference library since our last podcast episode. 
So for the Sovereign Protectors Detachment, we haven't heard from them in a while, and they have a big blue costume added to their roster. The Senate Guard from Revenge of the Sith. And of course, a link in our show notes. And uh, our Imperial Officer Corps' new costume this episode is the Death Squad Commander, as seen in A New Hope. Lastly, our Jolly Roger Squadron has a new 181st dress uniform, this time in gray. They also added this new high-level detail for their Tier 3 level on five different Jolly Roger Squadron CRLs. At the top corner of the bevel, there is a horizontal stitch that runs the length of the first three pen sleeves. No one can claim we aren't detail-oriented when it comes to costuming. As always, you can check out links to all of these CRLs in our show notes. Thanks again to the Legion membership team for these updates. In a joint garrison effort, both Bluegrass Garrison, Stephen Heckler, GXO, and Southern California Garrison, Nick Snavely, GCO, inducted Mr. Kevin Thompson into the honorary member roles of the 501st Legion. Kevin was an Ewok actor, Chubray, and key stuntman in the filming of the end-of-your scenes of Star Wars Return of the Jedi. His acting career also included being Chuka Truk in the Ewok Adventure and the Ewok Battle for Endor TV movies. Kevin also rode on the Endor float of the 2007 Rose Parade and has attended several celebrations. His commitment to the principal goals of the 501st Legion has been well demonstrated over the last 36 years, 36 plus years. It was a true honor to have played a role in the induction of this original trilogy actor's induction. The induction ceremony was held at the Brave New World's comic book store on February 16, 2019 in Santa Clarita, California. The owner, Mr. Andy Liedel, was significant to making sure the HM had a welcoming venue in his hometown. Bluegrass Garrison would also like to recognize the incredible efforts of Southern California Garrison in making the induction presentation to the new honorary member a complete success. With less than 10 days' notice, the SoCal Garrison assembled some impressive support from local Legion members to make Kevin's induction the absolute best one possible. In further recognition of their efforts... Bluegrass will be sharing Garrison sponsorship for Kevin and his future efforts to promote Star Wars Universe. Hi, this is Mark Hamill, and you're listening to the 501st Cast, the most forceful podcast in the galaxy. Enjoy! Mission reports. On March 2nd and 3rd, Japanese Garrison members TK-3416, TK-10307, TK-12291, SL-19771, and TI-84112, joined by an X-Wing pilot from Rebel Legion's Japan base and other local Star Wars fans, visited the town of Minami Sonriku on the 8th anniversary of the Great East Japan Earthquake and subsequent tsunami. After the earthquake, a moai was donated from Easter Island as a wish for recovery of the town and happiness of the people. The city hall still shows only the reinforcing bars and shows the fear of the tsunami. During the Great East Japan earthquake, 15,897 people died and 2,533 people went missing. Members turned toward the city hall and prayed for the souls of the victims of the Great East Japan earthquake. It's been eight years since the earthquake but the restoration will be taking place for many years to come. We'll have links to a few photos from this troop in our show notes. Thanks to Hideo TK3416 for that report. 
Since our last episode, Alaska Garrison members hit the halls of the Children's Hospital at Providence for their 36th and 37th monthly visits on January 17th and February 21st, respectively. At the January visit, a new Garrison member was welcomed to the Garrison's first long-awaited Dark Jedi Asajj Ventress joined them in visiting the full unit of patients room by room. The exceptionally dark bunch had a blast visiting patients, their families, and staff. The afternoon was full of smiles, hugs, and tons of imperial shenanigans, as always. During the February visit, the small crew of three spent some of the time reminiscing about the last three years of visits with Rosie, one of the child life specialists that has been with them since the beginning of their partnership. From small outposts to garrison to the greater Star Wars family in the region, the visits at Providence have always been the most special thing that they do. They have had visits with a full unit of kids and gone all over the hospital, and they have had visits with one or two kids whose entire stay has made extra memorable by the dark side. Now, due to the flu, this visit was one of the latter, because most kids were on isolation, so there was just lots of waving through windows and doorways and dancing at the nurse's station, and then extra time with the oncology kids, whom they have amazing relationships with. They even had a lady bust out some photos from an extra special Providence visit from more than two years ago. Definitely great times and great memories. On January 24th, Alaskan Garrison had a bonus visit to Providence. Kylo Ren, Asajj Ventress, the Garrison's only female stormtrooper, and Crewman Wallace had the honorable pleasure to help Zack and his family celebrate his last chemo treatment. After three long years of cancer treatment, the Garrison crew and the Pediatric Infusion Center staff helped Zack and his family celebrate this completion of his treatment with a Star Wars-themed party that included songs, treats, and Star Wars gifts. After hugs and tears and many photos, Zack was hooked up for his final chemo infusion. On January 26th, the Joint Base Elmendorf-Richardson Library, JBER, held its third annual Comic-Con. This family-friendly event was open to anyone who had access to the base. There were games, crafts, free comic books to hand out, an adult trivia contest, and a costume contest. Alaskan Garrison has been participating in this event since its beginning, and the dark side presence was significant. The nine Garrison members spent the afternoon taking photos and making sure the biggest crowd the event has ever had was full of imperial shenanigans. After taking a hiatus since Halloween, Alaskan Garrison once again took over the pediatric unit at Alaska Neighborhood Medical Center and the Ronald McDonald House on January 31st. The crew of seven went room to room on the full PEDS unit, visiting patients, staff, and their families, taking pictures, giving hugs and high fives, and providing a much-needed distraction from hospital life. The crew then made their way over to the Ronald McDonald House, where the playroom was full of patients and family waiting patiently for the crew to arrive. Then on February 28th, a crew of six headed back through the bustling halls of the Alaska Native Medical Center and the Ronald McDonald House with full force for another visit. The pediatric PICU units were full of anxiously awaiting, awaiting kids and families, and the Ronald McDonald House playroom was, and lobby was delightfully full of sun and Star Wars excitement. Alaskan Garrison's finest troopers in the Juneau area arrived during the halftime of a local high school basketball game. Working with the staff to keep the excitement going as the teams rested, shooting many t-shirts to the crowd with the cantina music in the background before disappearing only moments before both teams returned to the court to finish their game. It was like an imperial strike. <laughs> 
Cub Scout Pack Number 205 had a strong dark side presence from the extended Alaskan Star Wars family and their Star Wars-themed blue and gold ceremony. The scout theme of the ceremony was service to others. Crewman Wallace and Ray were asked to tell the scouts all about the Legion, its goals and purpose, and the strong community presence and amazing work the combined efforts of the 501st Legion, Rebel Legion, and their fellow Star Wars clubs are doing. Then it was the pack's turn to ask all sorts of Legion and Star Wars-related questions. We'll have links to photos and or photo galleries from each of these events in our show notes. Thanks to Jen, I see 84864 for all of those reports with an assist from Bryce, SL49988. Empire City Garrison had many wonderful events to report on, such as when five members of the Empire City Garrison attended the Night to Shine prom on Friday, February 8th. Night to Shine is a prom for the special needs community, sponsored by the Tim Tebow Foundation. This was a very short notice invitation, but ECG managed to get some troops to rally to support this great event. They helped greet more than 150 attendees as they made their way down the red carpet. They then had Darth Vader make a grand entrance. And he went to table to table, interacting with the guests. ECG had a great time taking photos with everyone, and the organizers were very happy to have the 501st support their event. It was fantastic, emotional, and a rewarding experience for our members who made a real impression on the organization and the attendees. Empire City Garrison attended a Boy Scout Star Wars Fun Day the evening of Friday, February 15th at Maplewood Intermediate School in Huntington, New York. George TK11710, Chris TK6744, and Joe SL91452 had fun taking photos with guests and family members in the school's gym. There was a steady stream of kids and adults throughout the event, and they had many activities, raffles, and games for them to, sh- to enjoy. Empire City Garrison attended two Special Olympics polar plunges this month, North Hempstead Beach Park on March 2nd and Tobey Beach in Oyster Bay on March 16th. Although temps did reach 50 degrees at the second event, they were still both cold and breezy. This series of events helped sponsor Special Olympics events throughout the year, and the organizers were very pleased to have the 501st there. George, ID 11710, Chris, TB 6744, and Brent, TI 22071, attended the first troop. And George, Chris, and Alan, TK 97491, attended the second. At each, the troopers posed for photos with attendees, both young and old, handed out cards to everyone, and had fun roaming around a bit. One of Empire City Garrison's yearly events is the Chocolate Expo at the Cradle of Aviation Museum. This year, it was on Sunday, March 3rd, and a portion of the event's proceeds went to the charity Long Island Cares. Eleven 501st and five Rebel Legion members were joined by R2 builder Matt, who also appeared as Will Rowe Hood, who brought his R4-D5 droid. Longtime listeners of the 501st cast know that ECG has appeared at the museum many times, over a dozen in fact, but this time it was one of the more crowded events with a steady stream of guests throughout the day, in the thousands. Wherever they went, a line would instantly form for photos. Although it can be a bit exhausting navigating through the crowds and running the photo op event, it was worth it. As together with the Rebel Legion, ECG raised over $137 and presented it directly to Long Island Cares at the event. ECG gives special thanks to their squires, family members, and friends of the costumers who assisted with getting them suited up, dressed, took photos, 
kept them organized and ran the photo op. ECG plans to do the Cradle of Aviation in June for their Cradle Con. For those interested in trooping the event, head to ECG's forums. On Saturday, March 9th, Empire City Garrison spent a few hours at Genre Con at Weedland E. Howitt Middle School in Farmingdale, Long Island, New York. This was a small local convention held by the school featuring books, authors, cosplay, and games. There was a steady stream of adults, teens, and kids who were very excited and enthusiastic for photo ops with the 501st Legion. Many were dressed in costume and came to see what was being offered in each genre. ECG members had a great time taking photos and interacting with the attendees. On the evening of March 15th, three members from Empire City Garrison attended a benefit for Lexi Shaw at Massapequa High School. Lexi is a 14-year-old girl suffering from a rare form of cancer requiring surgery and the removal of one of her kidneys. She's going through chemo now, and this benefit was to help the family pay for the surgery and Lexi's medical expenses. Bill Wyatt from the International Brotherhood of Magicians reached out to invite the Fire First Legion to participate. It was a fantastic and rewarding experience for the troops, and they made a real impression on the attendees. The International Brotherhood of Magicians. That sounds nice. so like Dr. Strange-ish to me. <laughs> I didn't know there was such a thing, but I guess it makes sense. So four members of Empire City Garrison attended Alexander's Angels World Down Syndrome Day at Broadway Commons Mall on Saturday, March 16th. They had activities, games, a DJ, dancing, and booths to help raise awareness and get assistance for those with Down Syndrome. World Down Syndrome Day, officially on March 21st, is celebrated for people with Down Syndrome and those who live and work with them throughout the world organize and participate in activities and events to raise public awareness and create a single global voice for ad- advocating for the rights, inclusion, and well-being of people with Down syndrome. ECG had a great time interacting with the kids and adults and taking out cards and posing for photos. They were very happy to have us there to add some additional attention and excitement to the event. They managed to raise $22 at their donation table, which they gave directly to the Alexander's Angels organization. We'll have links to photos from all of those ECG troops in our show notes. And thanks to Chris, TKTB6744, for the reports. We have reports from a few troops attended by members of Mid-South Garrison's Masnuga Squad. On March 3rd, they pulled a doubleheader with a home show and a one-man Star Wars show troop. The home show event helped raise money for the Red Cross, Food Bank, and Habitat for Humanity, thanks to Troopers TK4672, TB5293, and TI2186. The one-man Star Wars show was trooped by TK4675, TB5293, TI2186, ID31357, and TK6193. For those of you unfamiliar, head to onemanstarwars.com or look him up on YouTube. Such a fun show with all the sound effects and voices performed by 501st Friend of the Legion, Charlie Ross. Then on March 9th, Masnuga Squad helped Georgia Garrison at the Blue and Gold Boy Scouts Banquet. The kids loved meeting our members, and our troopers had a lot of fun. A total of seven troopers attended the event and received valuable support from two Rebel Legion members. Thank you to TK4672 for these reports. So members of the Mid-South Garrison um, and also the um, Rebel Legion, we participated in a Star Wars film concert series um, this year's was um, The Empire Strikes Back and the Schermerhorn uh, Symphony Orchestra in Nashville, Tennessee um, performed um, music to The Empire Strikes Back, the score essentially, 
to the movie um, for four days, um, Thursday through Sunday. Um, so that was the um, that was the um, what do we have here the fifth, the fourteenth to the seventeenth of March, and they invited us to you know to troop and to um, take photos in the lobby. Um, we were about I would say ten members each day, um, all different, and afterwards we were invited to. Um, sit down and watch the um, the orchestra play uh, to you know the music to the to the Empire Strikes Back on a big screen. So that was really awesome. Oh wow! wow. I'm jealous. Yeah, I think- we only got two days. You got four days. Oh really? You okay. and Bloodfin Garrison. You both had four troops. We only had two nights. Yeah, that's how we roll. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Those are incredible events to to see and take part in. Yeah, it was awesome. Next year is uh, Jedi, and then the year after is The Force Awakens. That's at least what their schedule is right now. Yeah, it's really good. At some point, you know, you, you forgot that the actual orchestra is playing. Um, you, you have to, you know, catch yourself to look down and, oh, yeah. They're actually, yeah, it's so convincing. The, yeah, like, it's, they're it's, so it's, spot on that you forget that they're not live sometimes. Yeah. And there was an intermission after about, you know, halfway through the movie, and, um, then they played the Imperial March as we came back in from the intermission, and then it started off, you know, wherever they left off, and it was uh, it was really good. I didn't count the musicians, but they must have been at least, um, you know, sixty or seventy. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic! Well done. It was really well done. Love it. Yep. And now a word from one of our sponsors. What is thy bidding, my master? I grow tired of eating this criffing space food day in and day out. Take a shuttle to one of the Inner Rim worlds and find me a rare fruit. Make something delectable with it. Do it! Yes, my master. Stang! What in the blazes of Mustafar does he think I am, a cook? All of this criffing steam is fogging up my visor. Lord Vader... What do you want? Can't you see I'm busy? A thousand pardons, my lord. The detachment you sent to the planet below has returned with a basket full of wild berries, as you instructed. Seventeen stormtroopers were eaten alive by rancors in the process, and... Good work. Now leave the berries with me and resume your normal duties at once. Yes, my lord. Uh, might I suggest a more suitable baking procedure, sir? I find your lack of faith in my culinary skills disturbing. This pastry is perfect, my friend. Tell me, what is this fruit called? They are called blackberries, my master. Good. (laughs) You have done well. New Darth Vader brand blackberry pie. Dark enough to please even the darkest of dark lords. Available in the freezer section of your local black market. Inner Rim Worlds only. Upcoming events. Well, as we do before most celebrations, we'd like to have a little primer to let our listeners know some of the key activities the 501st will be involved in at the show. And to help us out with that, we're joined by Amber, SL42600 from Great Lakes Garrison, who's also on the Celebration Planning Committee. So thanks for joining us, Amber. Well, thank you for having me. It's been great to talk to you. So obviously, Celebration is coming up really fast, April 11th through 15th. Yes. Uh, 
Yeah, many of our members are probably arriving, you know, well before the 11th to help with setup. Um, but uh, about how long has the committee been meeting and planning for next month's celebration? Pretty much the day after it was declared that celebration would be happening in Chicago. It's um, when we started, you know, just preliminarily meeting to and having some phone conversations and and discussing, you know, what what everyone wanted to see happen this year. And then a lot of the time um, we have we're waiting on information from uh, Reed Pop, um, who actually puts on celebration and then information from McCormick place that, you know, is going to house the whole event. So, but it's been a long planning and it's to think on where we are now with things wrapping up and coming to fruition. I mean, it's still not slowed down by any stretch of the imagination, but to uh, have things, you know, now being so close to being ready, it's just crazy to think we've been involved in it for so long. It's it's really been an amazing process. Yeah, and now that you mentioned that, it's it, our Florida and California garrisons were probably already kind of, you know, primed and ready. Um, but I don't think anyone knew that the Midwest was going to get it this time. At least it was a surprise to me. So it was, yes, <laughs> I think everyone was surprised that. I mean, it's it's a wonderful. I it was wonderful to have it centrally located in the Midwest, but yes, I think it. Everyone was so inclined to think it's you know Florida and and California, and then with the new parks opening up, you know that that certainly is like the expectation that that's kind of what will happen. But to see it be in Chicago and Chicago is such a great town, and the Midwest the Garrison and uh, uh, Narshada base are just what and all of the different clubs that are out there are just great. So it's been a real collaborative effort. It's it is all hands on deck. People from all over will be attending and people from all over are helping. So it's it's really a wonderful collective community. And it's just great to be a part of it. Yeah. And speaking of um, our fellow group counterparts like Narshada base, um, as many folks probably know, if they saw the announcement on um, the Celebration website, our booth, the 501st booth, is actually going to be part of a larger joint club presentation um, yeah. at Celebration. So actually, why don't we start by listing um, the groups that you can find in this section and then let folks know where to find all of us. The seven clubs will be represented. Um, there will be, the, of course, the 501st, Rebel Legion, the um, Mandalorian Mercs, the Saber Guild, the Dark Empire, uh, the Galactic Academy, you know, the kids. I'm trying to think. Oh, and the Droid Builders. And the, the Droid Builders are generally housed in an, an, another area because of the, the equipment and their needs for electricity and what have you. So they'll be there, but they'll have another location where they also have to keep those things, you know, that the the droids and such secure. Um, but all of the clubs, all seven clubs, will be in this joint area. It's on the main floor, and um, as far as like a point of reference, it's it's huge. It's fifteen thousand six hundred square feet. Now, of course, McCormick Place is is enormous, but uh, this will be by far. If everyone anyone's been to a previous a celebration, having all the clubs together and all of them interacting, and all of the huge props that they have and different scenes for photo opportunities, it's going to be like nothing that's been seen before at, at Orlando. 
we were near each other and, and 501st was in another area and, and Rebel Legion was in another area. They're, they were all near, but having them all be together, I think, is going to be something quite new. And it's it's going to be great to have the different characters um, interacting so that if you have a particular scene that they're, as is in most Star Wars, you know, iconic scenes, the good characters and the bad characters and the, you know, the, the whole supportive cast in that whole world, having them all be together and, and be in these scenes together, I think is going to be really amazing. It's going to showcase in a different way, all the highlights that are, that make up each one of the clubs um, and letting them play off each other. It's going to be great. Yeah, it sounds fantastic. And and definitely for some of us who are like dual, try, whatever mm-hmm. the terminology is past that, um, members, because <laughs> um, I know, you know, I'm there uh, primarily for the 501st, but my kids are in the Galactic Academy. We're also bringing our droid, you know, so at previous celebrations, you know, we had the droid builders room on one side of the hallway, 501st room on the other side of a different hallway, and then the Rebel Legion was out on the floor, and the Galactic Academy was on a different part of the floor, and it was hard for us to try to, you know, make sure we were trying to volunteer for all of them. So this will be awesome. Yes, it's made volunteering, I think, a lot easier for the um, anyone who is interested in volunteering. And I'll plug it that the volunteer signups are still open if anyone wants to um, take part in that. This is another great way to have a different experience um, there. But uh, you can there are there will be separate areas, separate booths that have the information for each of our groups. But we'll all be kind of in that same area milling about and uh, um, being able to interact with each other. So you'll, you won't have such a difficult time if you want to try to get to um, the multiple clubs that you may be a member of or that your kids may be a member of. Um, that's all going to be in one area. So it'll be, it'll be really nice. So uh, apart from the obvious um, Star Wars experience section that we'll have going on. Uh, the 501st usually has all these extracurricular activities that take place after the show floor closes. Um, so I thought we could go through some of those. Yes. Um, the the events this year, again, in keeping with the theme, are our multi-club events. Um, all of the different clubs are, are able to attend. Um, the first, if you want to go in sequence, the first event that will be happening is the bash. And that's going to be on the 11th. That's on Thursday. And the location of the bash, the bash sorry, is the Museum of Science and Industry. Um, wonderful, amazing facility in Chicago. And we are just so excited to be able to offer an event there. Um, we have the entire um, museum, and the the museum is enormous. And there's a, a a complete submarine in there, the U five hundred five. There's a plane. There's a tornado. There's it's it's an immense facility, and we have the entire thing. And some of the great things that we have in store, we have some amazing um, musicians coming and DJs. We um, have uh, DJ Elliot and uh, Mark Daniel. They are from respectively Disney Orlando and Disneyland, Disney World Orlando and Disneyland in Anaheim. And uh, they are also the DJs for Celebration. So they are going to be joining us. Um, In addition, we have a group, uh, Wesley and the Crushers, that will be performing. Um, And then we have Blues Harvest, uh, Darth Elvis, 
um, will also be performing. Um, so we've got a, a lot of great entertainment um, between DJs and live acts happening the whole night. Um, the other feature that we are bringing in is a casino um, because we wanted to go with a Canto Bite theme. And um, so the casino is is for money only for, for um, entertainment only. It's non non money, and um, you'll find in the swag bags that are that are coming with your ticket, there is a, a poker chip theme that we wanted to kind of play off of that whole part of the film. Um, and uh, again, it's all just for fun, and the chips are for your your souvenirs. But um, that's uh, available to uh, for play. Um, we also, and a little bit of a departure from previous year's uh, bashes, there's food, a, a um, strolling buffet, and there's also, with your ticket price, the alcohol is included. So you can come and have as much as you care to eat and drink, enjoy the entire museum, enjoy the music, enjoy the casino. Um, we will... Uh, one of the things that are that is really kind of you know in kind of in keeping with you know what we're all into we are all we love costuming we love the accuracy of the the in the um, intricacy of some of the costumes there's an entire Facebook page um, called posh night at Canto bite that is just devoted for um, builds for the event what people are wearing and in keeping with that, idea of that we really wanted to showcase you know this is just some amazing spectacular costumes we're going to have a red carpet as people are arriving and we will be live streaming the clubs will be doing interviews on the red carpet as people arrive talking about what their costume if it is a costume that is from that scene or if there's some special thing people want to draw attention to so we're really excited about having that kind of interaction and having that kind of uh, pageantry as people are arriving um, to the event. Um, let's see, I could tell you a little bit about the, uh, there are food and beverage stations throughout the, uh, the museum. The um, uh, big Omni uh, Theater that's there will be showing a, a space-related film, so you can go and see the Omnimax Theater and watch a, uh, a program for a little while. All of the uh, simulator rides and all the interactive um, things will be um, open to us and be operational. The it, this museum is fully staffed. It'll be as though you were there for a regular day to attend and get to hear about anything you want to learn about the museum, but it'll be all night and we'll have great music and food and drinks and all of your Star Wars fan peeps are all going to be there. So I, uh, it's, it's just going to be a really wonderful night. It's going to be a heck of a party. Probably the big question our listeners are probably thinking in the back of their mind right now is, you know, how do I attend? Um, oh. So ticket sales are closed to the public. They were open to the public, but they're closed now, correct? Yes, that is correct. We opened it for a small period of time to the public, um, which is at, at all um, the it is pretty customary in the, um, the, the previous bashes that there was a time that uh, non-members could purchase tickets. So we had that window open for about two weeks and then that is closed. And so now um, the ticket sales are to members only. And so you're um, prompted for some information when you go to um, www swbash.com and you can still purchase uh, tickets at this time and so um, I encourage I mean it's it's I hope that what we've put together is 
you know, it definitely, it, you feel it'll be worth your while. I think it's going to be a great time with just some amazing people and just celebrating Star Wars and seeing people from all over the world. Yeah, it definitely sounds like it. So I guess why don't we, uh, why don't we move on to Friday? What's going on yes. on Friday night? So Friday night is the uh, swap that is for patches and coins, and that is actually happening at the Hyatt Regency McCormick. So that's attached right to McCormick Place, and um, it is on the second floor in the Regency Ballroom. And that is a uh, free event. Um, the, there is going to be 50 tables that have already been were spoken for within a week of us advertising this, that of some of the larger collectors and uh, um, individuals who um, do the trade. And so uh, we'll be, um, you'll come and bring your coins and your patches and anything you'd like to swap. Um, There will be a a full, um, there's food for purchase there as well as drinks. And so um, definitely don't have to feel like you need to go eat dinner and then show up. There'll be plenty of things to eat and enjoy and and enjoy a beverage while you're there and uh, do your trading. So um, that'll be a lot of fun. So that's um, where we called the uh, bash, the um, Canto Bite, Night at Canto Bite. This is our Tashi station for trading. Yep. And so that's the Hyatt. And this one is uh, a members only thing. So while it's free to attend, um, based it on the, the nature of our, our merchandise, we can only trade it amongst ourselves. Yes, it is not for sale. It is only for trade, and it is only there will be um, members at the door who will be checking, and it is members only. All right. Yeah, I know that is definitely a fun time. Oh yes, I, I went last time. We were there until like two a.m. or something. <laughs> so oh, yeah, there's they they you know we we given the time you know eight to midnight, but they're not kicking us out. We're just be there be there until the last trade is completed. So, um, yeah, I encourage members who are interested in that and, and merch is uh, that that's something I had myself not been as experienced in. But, oh, my goodness, what a lesson this was. And <laughs> the, the whole the the whole nuance and, and it, it is an, it, it's a whole world. <laughs> I was amazed. It's wonderful. I, I love you know, that. There's so there's I had no idea there was so much merchandise and so many cool cool things so i'm excited to, to see it i have nothing worth trading <laughs> uh, hopefully i uh, maybe someone will p- take pity on me and i'll manage to do some minor trades and then fill up my repertoire <laughs> oh definitely um there's some of the you know guys that have these large collections they'll have some stuff just set aside basically like i don't care what i get in exchange just let's trade like, yes. you know, it's that's their whatever pile. There's yes. some stuff that they do keep aside, you know, that they're pining spe- for a special thing. But there's a lot of traders that just are like, sure, what do you want? Just take anything. <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm building I'm building up a small little collection. So I, I finally understand the concept of, you know, you need more than one of these coins. You need more than one of these patches. Well, because you have to trade. I go, oh, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> All right. So that is going to be on Thursday or no Friday. So then what do we have for Saturday? 
On Saturday, there is the a parade that's happening. Um, they're, they're still working out some of the routes and such. It'll actually be within the complex, within McCormick Place. And so that is the Imperial March. So that'll be happening during the day. And then in the evening, we have the multi-club banquet. And um, that is going to be a really exciting night. Again, it's it's a um, dinner, and that uh, starts at eight o'clock. It is also at the Hyatt, and is in in the same place that the Tashi Station Swap Meet was happening, and that's in the Regency Ballroom. And so, this is going to be a um, the, the first year that the banquets have been merged. So it's been a real. Um, great experience to uh, work with some of the other clubs and and see how they've done their banquet and then try to incorporate that into this one. And you know the a part of the banquet is of course our memoriam, and so we wanted to make sure that um, in that the tables that we had out with. Um, things that mementos that were being brought from different clubs that have lost members throughout the year that we were trying to take a page from what everyone did and then put it all together and have everyone's traditions be honored. And the individuals who are working on that have really put together a very, it's a, it's a small program, but it's very nice, very respectful. And I think everyone will um, leave it with a sense of celebrating the individual's lives and that we've sadly lost during the year. The other event that will be happening is a uh, dinner theater. And if you've never done one of those, a murder mystery theater, they're a lot of fun. And so we thought this would be a nice entertainment that would get everyone together and working each table is would be working as a group to try to solve the crime that's been committed. Um, we have a murder mystery theater company from Chicago. The premier um, murder mystery company in Chicago is coming and they are actually writing a unique story that is Star Wars. They're writing a custom story just for our event. And the title of this um, mystery is Who Shot Greedo? Which, you know, if you (laughs) is kind of funny just in the title. (laughs) Yeah. So I think you'll be pleasantly surprised in um, where it goes. It's it's comedic. It's lighthearted. The uh, characters are all the ones we know and love. And there's even some of our our members that will be partaking. Some know and some don't know yet (laughs) (laughs) that they are heavily involved in the story. So it'll be a lot of fun um, to see everyone come together and do that. The uh, third uh, event that's happening at the banquet is a silent auction for a Make-A-Wish Foundation. And uh, Make-A-Wish was uh, kind enough to actually send um, representatives who are going to attend and help facilitate it. And my goodness, we have got some amazing things donated. Um, There will be some early releases of information on what people can bid on, but there are some just amazing exclusive screen-used items that I think are going to be just it's going to be incredible. So that that's happening at the banquet as well. So again, that's on Saturday and that's uh, going to be a really great night and great food. And again, it's great getting together with your, your different clubs and your different, you know, garrisons getting together and, and it's going to be great. And that particular one is already sold out, correct? It Yes, that one sold out um, quite quickly. So um, we were excited about that. And um, we filled up that space completely 
So uh, there's for the guests who to already purchased their tickets. There's some amazing um, things that were donated that are part of your swag bag, as well as some amazing items that can be um, bid upon. So I look forward to seeing everyone who um, bought their tickets and, and can spend an evening with us. So one of the other things that we traditionally do at not only celebration, but, you know, larger conventions is uh, the droid hunt. Yes. So why don't you tell us about that? Yes, the droid hunt is happening. Um, there are, uh, there are, in just as it normally operates, you are able to pick up your roll of tickets. Um, they believe they have, they are going to have their own table within the group area where you can go as uh, early as you know, Friday when it opens and pick up your ticket rolls. And then runs just if you've done a droid hunt before with finding the different droids that are, are hidden amongst our fellow guests and then exchanging the tickets with them. And there are some amazing prizes that have um, been procured and donated and, and some great things. So um, it's going to be, you know, a, a celebration being the biggest convention means there's the most droids. <laughs> so it's that's I think there's there's aside from Dragon Con, I think there's no other droid hunt that says as involved and as I would say as sought after as the one at celebration. So for our troopers that are playing, they can go um, get their tickets on Friday yeah. uh, for the convention attendees that want to um, be a droid that's being hunted. When do they go to our area to get their passes? And I don't, I'm sorry that I don't have that oh, information. That's okay. Myself. But I, I have just the, where, the location of that. The um, but uh, there will be information that will be posted coming out um, as the as that gets released. I didn't have I did not have that at my disposal. I'm so sorry. That's fine. Yeah. So um, people who are just attendees and want to be hunted by stormtroopers, they can head to. Um, I think there is going to be like a specific table that'll just yeah. be dedicated to droid hunt stuff, so they can head there and ask. Yes, the location is is the same. I just didn't know exactly what the timing would be on on that. So I meant to be going to be when the the event is open. Where our um, uh, the uh, table will be in the joint area. It'll be in the five hundred first section of that joint area, and it'll have its own dedicated table. You'll be able to tell exactly that that's where you go to get your um, the 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 uh, rolls and then the pieces. Awesome. Uh, so the other big uh, traditional thing that we do when large groups of us get together are uh, group photos. Um, so uh, there's not only the large 501st Legion group photo, all the clubs are doing their own group photos. And then within the 501st, you know, the detachments are doing group photos. Yes. Um, and I know that sometimes these generate a lot of spectators who want to come and take photos of our photo. Um, <laughs> is this going to be open for the public to go watch? Is yeah. it going to be? As it usually is, it's it's um, the location that they've scouted for it is the main uh, stairs that are outside of um, celebrate at the entrance to the McCormick Place. There's a very large staircase, although I say very large, and I've seen some very large staircases that we have just en en enveloped. Yes. <laughs> Can't even tell that there was a staircase there for all the the different um, the the sea of white with the stormtroopers and you know just all just we've just covered it. Um, this is a very large staircase. 
Um, so we'll see how, you know, it, it, I'm sure it'll be as it always is. I ca- it's like the wedding photo from hell. <laughs> up groups by groups by groups. So, but of course that always generates a lot of spectators to come. Um, that is uh, scheduled to be on Friday and that's at 10 a.m. And the other, deta- you know, detachments and other groups are all kind of going around the bigger, you know, 50 versus the largest. So it's kind of all built around there. Um, I know that things are still shaking out as far as different panels and things like that. And so there is some tweaking that still may be happening, but I think that they've got a good working skeleton of the main clubs and then everything else can just kind of filter in. Um, being a, 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 as you are a multi-club person, but also I do a lot of the aliens. It's always like, a, oh gosh, what am I going to do? <laughs> I have to either get the makeup on or get the makeup off so that I can be in, in uh, two costumes and, and move back and forth. So, you know, they they do their, I say the, the clubs do their best to try to coordinate and make sure that we can add ample time between the the photos, but it's always a, a choice that has to be made, but I, myself, I'm always going to choose the 501st one. That's, you have to be in that one. There's just no question. Yeah. Yeah. I remember at uh, Anaheim, we were on what I thought was a large staircase, but there was still a huge like overflow of people down onto the, the pavement on the bottom of the staircase. So yeah, it's, it's, um, I, uh, at the Orlando one, I just remember looking at, the, uh, the just we were getting f- closer and closer to the door, and of course, like the the fire marshals are losing it, and it's, just, <laughs> it's like just so I, I. It's just amazing how people just keep coming from everywhere. It's just it's it really is a, a breathtaking thing to see so many representatives just in one place. You just think, my gosh, I am just part of a global community, and I think if you if you failed or, or didn't quite appreciate that at any point in your involvement in the 501st, see that and you just realize, oh my gosh, this is such an immense club. It's just, it's amazing. So I think we've probably caught most of the highlights. Actually, I didn't ask you if you had uh, any idea on what our panel schedule was going to be for the course of the weekend. And for, I, I do not. I wish that, you know, that, of course, uh, comes from higher up than my, myself or even, you know, our, our groups. The, um, the, I know that the information will be coming soon. I think that they, that the times have been kind of set. They're just release, they're just taking a little bit of time and releasing that to us. And so, um, hopefully we'll have, hopefully that like whole schedule will be available soon. And um, then we can kind of maneuver, do any final maneuvering as far as the um, uh, photos or things like that. I know that that's been a little bit of our of a hiccup for us, just speaking with my experience with the volunteers, because certainly we want to make sure everybody gets to see what they want to see and is not tied to a volunteer time when a, a, a really sought after panel gets released. And so hopefully, you know, my hope as someone who's coordinating volunteers is that that gets released soon. So people can feel comfortable about picking a volunteer time and know that they're not going to have made a commitment that they'd feel bad about breaking, but the, this is a, a, a panel they just can't miss. Yes. I mean, you mentioned that there's still some holes and availability in the volunteer spreadsheets Uh, at this time. But I'm pretty sure 
you know, most of the reason why that is the case is because the convention overall hasn't released a schedule. (laughs) So it's kind of hard for people to, to commit. So totally understand. And that, so that's, I want to know personally, because I like panels and I want to know just from a logistical standpoint, because then I know we'll know, okay, this is where this is something big's happening at this time. So we'll adjust some things and make sure there's coverage. So it's kind of a hurry up and wait for everybody, unfortunately. All right. So is there anything that we didn't cover that I didn't think to ask? No, I think your your questions were all very thorough. I certainly <laughs> know more about uh, my involvement is, is more heavily with the special events, doing the event coordination. And so I'm happy to talk about that. I think we've got, I mean, and I've worked with some amazing people that in the 501st and some amazing people from the other clubs that have been so generous in donating their time. I think, you know, I can just say looking over what we have prepared for everyone, it's going to be a great time for everyone. And I am so excited. I'm so looking forward to celebration to see friends I haven't seen in a long time and meet new ones and see costumes and see just all the amazing people. It's the the Star Wars community and the, I mean, the 501st and the rest of the, the clubs, it's just the best people. They really are. And just, I, I'm, my heart is filled just with, how they volunteer their time, they donate things. It's just everyone working together for one common goal. And it's just, it's an amazing thing to be a part of. I'm very thankful. Yeah. And you mentioned, you know, reuniting with old friends and meeting new ones. I think the past few celebrations, I haven't even made it to the, you know, celebrity autograph area. I spent basically the whole convention either attending panels or just catching up with people in the 501st room or the droid builders room or just in the hallways. That's, that's what I spend most of my time and not actually the, you know, everyone else is off chasing, you know, celebrity autographs or, you know, exclusive convention merchandise, but I was just, you know, chit chatting with people. <laughs> oh, and that's the best part. And that's um, one of the things that I was, um, very happy about at the having the large venue of the Museum of Science and Industry is that we'll get a chance. I mean, the music will be loud and the music will be in the rotunda, the main um, body of the museum, but the museum is so large. There's going to be plenty of little spots where people can get together and talk and have a drink and, and not have to feel like they're yelling <laughs> over the music. And the, it's, that'll be a nice, I think it'll be a nice party on many levels that it, it will have nice areas where people can just kind of sit and chat and then there'll be places where people you know you can go up to the main room and dance and and listen to music and or play in the casino i mean there will be something for everyone but i just really like the idea that we can actually all get together and and you know uh share a drink and and just talk about you know good times and and have a great time together so thank you so much, Amber, for coming on to the 501st cast and, and sharing uh, some of the news of Celebration. I know we're all very excited that's coming up so I, quickly. It is. It is. I uh, all the, the I have to say, all on the 501st Facebook pages, all of these posts of countdowns, you guys gave me a lot of anxiety. <laughs> I, I could think that everything was under control, and then I'd see someone post 50 days, and I'm like, oh! 
So um, I'm, it'll be nice when it all comes to fruition and we can just all be there and enjoying it. But uh, I know it's, it's always the mad dash at the end, your costume or your, you know, anything there's, you can, you're never done. I'm sure I'll be working on things the night before. I have to get my dress still for the bash. I need to get everything <laughs> under control. And I'll find, like, well, I've got my racing shirt. So I guess it's not a total loss if it's <laughs> up wearing. So I'll try to do a little better than that, though. I have to do something with all these amazing costumes I'm seeing on these that people are putting together. My gosh, such a showcase of talent. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Yeah, that reminds me, I still have to pack something other than probably jeans and a racing shirt for the banquet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeans and a racing shirt. That's that's the that's our other un that's our other imperial uniform. <laughs> it's completely acceptable. And you know, on that note, I love going to events and seeing just the sea of different detachments and different garrisons and I mean that that is just exciting. That I mean it's it's as much fun as seeing amazing, beautiful gowns and, and suits and things. I just seeing everyone where everyone's from and just that's just what it's all about. Everyone coming together. Yeah. Well, thanks again, Amber. It was great having you on. Oh, well, I appreciate your time. You have a great night, and I will see you all at Celebration for the Empire. For more upcoming events, be sure to check out our friends at Roku Depot. They publish a data burst from the 501st, which contains upcoming events from as many of our Legion units as they can gather data from. That's Roku Depot, dot com. Member Shoutout. This episode's shoutout is for John C. Morrill. DSTX10186 from Garrison Carita. He is our Trooper of the Month for December 2018. Here's the nomination from his then commanding officer. John is an outstanding member of Garrison Carita and the Legion. He represents the best in all that we do. He was first approved for his Kylo Ren, then completed and was approved as a First Order Flame Trooper, which he affectionately calls Sparky. John is also retired from the United States Marine Corps. Late last year, a mentor to John, who he served with in the Marine Corps, fell ill and was in desperate need of a kidney transplant. Because of the bond that he and John shared, John became a living donor and proceeded to go through the screening process to become a kidney donor. John received word in 2018 that he was a successful candidate to be a donor and that he would be giving the gift of life to his mentor by being a match for the kidney. The trips down to Atlanta from Pennsylvania were not covered by the insurance. So John paid this out of his pocket. A GoFundMe was set, which aided in this mission. Several months ago, John and his mentor underwent the kidney transplant surgery, which was a success. John has returned to Pennsylvania and recently went back to work as a law enforcement officer. He not only served our country in foreign land, he serves every day on the home front, protecting the citizens of the town he lives in. More importantly, John gave the person who meant something to him in life the ability to live. Please consider John in the December Trooper of the Month nominations. He does not know he is being nominated, as he is not the type of person that would seek this out. I truly believe he is worthy, as are all the nominations for this award. Jamie Renard, TK18652, Commanding Officer, Garrison Carita. 
As always, our official home on the web is 501st.com slash podcast, where you can post your feedback and comments and listen to previous episodes of the show. The 501st cast can be tuned in via iTunes, podcasts.com, or Stitcher. The 501st cast is an easy way to catch up on a few weeks of Legion news while driving, at the office, or working out. But if you're looking for up-to-the-minute news, you'll need to get it from our social media feeds like Facebook and Twitter. Just look us up on Facebook as The 501st Legion, or go to Facebook.com slash The 501st Legion. You can also follow us on Twitter as at 501st Legion, or go to Twitter.com slash 501st Legion. Join in the discussion as thousands of fellow fans share their passion for trooping, Star Wars, and charity. The 501st Legion is a worldwide Star Wars costuming organization comprised of and operated by Star Wars fans. While it is not sponsored by Lucasfilm Limited, it is Lucasfilm's preferred Imperial costuming group. Star Wars, its characters, costumes, and all associated items are the intellectual property of Lucasfilm. Copyright and trademark Lucasfilm Limited. All rights reserved. That's it, troopers. Join us next time on the 501st Cast. After taking a hiatus since Halloween, Alaskan Garrison once again took over the pediatric unit at Alaska. Did you say something? Nope, that was actually good. <laughs> oh, dang. Then on March 9th, Moss Nuga Squad helped Georgia Garrison at the Blue and Gold Boy Scout. Uh, there's one for the blooper reel. Just like delayed lag and stuff yeah. going on here. This is madness.